Welcome to Comparison is the Thief of Joy, a live call-in podcast that occurs every other Sunday at 6 p.m. where we talk about life and my journey through it. And while I do the podcast, I like to paint. So each podcast will have a corresponding artwork that'll go to it. Feel free to call in by downloading the Podbean app, grabbing your cell phone, and a set of headphones. It's open topic, never feel any pressure. Comparison as a Thief of Joy is available on all major streaming platforms, and my artwork can be found on my Instagram, Comparison is the Thief, or DonnieSun82.MyPartfolio.com for purchase. Enjoy. Ray, are you ready? Nice topic, right? Revenge and the heart. So I was talking to a friend of mine. Wondering woman is what I'll call her. Maybe I should turn that back on. I was talking to a friend of mine. There we go. Before the podcast started, Wondering Woman, just uh, talking about how anxious I was feeling about tonight's show. Um, what I was going to talk about. And she's like, I don't sweat it. You'll, you'll figure out a topic. I'm like, yeah, you're right. So I'm sitting there and we start talking about life as we generally do. And I get into this particular podcast and my artwork, right? So, yesterday or the day before, probably it's probably been two days, I found a way to use my website, right, so that people could link, they could see, they could click a button, and it would show, hey, very awesome, it would show the podcast that is linked to a piece of art, right? And so last few days, I have been sending out mass. You mind turn down the TV just a little bit, sir? I've been sending out mass uh, Facebook messages, Instagram messages to any and everybody, right? Anybody that's willing to listen, I'm sending out messages to them saying, hey, click on my site, take a look. And, you know, the reception that I've gotten has been really, really, really good. Uh, the numbers for my podcast are going through the roof. Uh, people are people are really starting to listen to the podcast more so than ever. I didn't have to do anything, hey, Wondering Woman, to get them to listen. I was talking, I'm uh, Wondering Woman, I'm talking about the conversation we had earlier. And I was like, well, why? I wonder what's different. TSME, what's going on, man? What's different now than before? And then I started to realize, you know, I'm not pressuring anybody to listen to the podcast or to purchase my artwork. Hey, T, do you mind turning down your TV real quick, man? To purchase my artwork or anything like that, right? It's really no pressure. And then I started to realize that this is the first 
endeavor in my life that there wasn't some sort of negative or angry intent behind it. And obviously you're thinking like, what exactly do you mean by that? So every other, every other thing, and this is the truth, that I've done in my life has been fueled by anger, hurt, and get back in some way, right? When I was going to nursing school, my driving force for success was uh, showing people, a lot of times my ex-girlfriends, that I was worth something. That was like the driving force. And, And there's been steps in my career that I really can't go into, right? That the driving force for my success was that I don't want to say hatred, but it was that Luke Skywalker style of anger, just really misplaced and displaced. Um, and I've always used that. And when I was doing poetry or, or rapping, whichever one, whatever you want to call it, it was always generally from a place of hurt, of hurt and anger, and not really knowing or having the emotional maturity to know any other way, hey, son, to express that, right? And so that was the driving force. There was always something. Even when I started painting, the origination point, the reason that I started doing it was because of my father passing, right? So there's always been something. Well, as I, and so let me go backtrack a little bit. So whenever you know, I would reach these tough points, these hard points in the road where, you know, normally you'd want to give up that anger, right? That driving force was always there to bring me back centered and push me through. Well, as I started to hit a really tough point with uh, just burnout from my job, burnout doing the podcast, I was taking it so seriously. I was consuming like two audio books a week, always trying to get content or whatever so I could have something to talk about. I got to that point. I'm not, I was selling a couple. I was starting to get some traction, selling some paintings, but I felt stagnant. I had had a conversation. I wish they would just leave me alone. Well, I don't know why they would, who, I don't know who would need to leave you alone, but. I hope everything is all right, man. They keep on trying to 401IP block me. I'm not sure who they are. Um, so, what was that? I lost. So, as I'm trying to, like, push past this block of keep going, because I'm starting to experience burnout, it's kind of like the conversation I was having with you guys earlier in the week. I was like, well, hold on. Why am I doing this? I don't have to do this. Oh, hey, Eric, what's going on? Um, I don't have to do this. I'm, um, you know, I'm pretty successful. I make a lot of money. I don't have to do art. I don't have to do the podcast for any monetary reason. And then, so, you know, I'm going inside myself 
And I'm like, well, can I just do this thing for fun? Do I have to, you know, do it seriously or anything like that? And then as I'm sitting there, you know, digging inside myself, I ask myself, okay, well, if somebody came to you and offered you a gajillion dollars and they would buy whatever work you make and love every podcast you do, would you do it full time? I'm like, well, yeah. Well, generally, when I ask other people that question, the answer is, well, then that's what you probably need to be doing with your life. But, you know, when it's you, everything's when it's you, me being you, the answer doesn't seem so clear cut. I'm going to send you an invite in one second, Asan. Uh, the answer doesn't seem so clear cut, right? So I had to think. Let me see if I can send him an invite. Um, allow call-ins. Do I? I am the guy. I am the guy. Let's see. Um, there we go. Hey, Asan, can you hear me? Uh, maybe... Can you hear me? What's that? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you perfectly. How's it we going? We good. We good. We good. I right, love you. Right. Let me let me finish my little. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, 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 so, please, 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 please. So I'm sitting there. I'm doing this back and forth, and then I start to wonder, like, man, am I just being lazy? Right? Do I not want to put in the work? And so what I realized is that. Um, I was kind of using it as a cop out, like I was putting out podcasts that were unedited. Uh, didn't I put out a couple that were edited, like the War King thing, right? But I fell back off of that, and then I realized. I think I was talking to my neighbor, who's going to be on the show uh, this Sunday coming up, and Wondering Woman. I realized that I have to get away from the monetization of it. Not that I don't want to make money off of it, right? But I can't let that be my driving force. I can't be let that be the thing that makes me go because then I'm not going to want to do it. So really, the decision that I've made is that I'm going to simply focus on getting the message out. Just, you know, sharing those aha moments, letting people know, you know, you're not really alone. The feelings that you're feeling are really a shared human experience across the globe. Um, yeah, that's it. So let me let you introduce you guys to Hassan. When did we meet, man? Who? I don't know. <laughs> I don't, Back I, in the I, day, I, little kids, little kids. Yeah, I mean, you were kid. you were a bigger kid than me, but yeah, uh, we played basketball and. Yeah, I yeah, mean, that was pretty much just, just Clayton, Clayton, old Clayton, no. A-Leaf, A-Leaf Life. Uh, man, uh, you know what? Look, it, it, we can introduce whatever. I feel you. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. I I do want to make one remark back to your yeah. thing. Your yeah. working shit, I think, was hilarious. <laughs> and don't let it go. No, I'm not. I'm definitely not. I'm still Don't, actually, I, because I out this that, me- that mentality, though, is like, fuck it. Maybe you're not going to be a, an MMA champ, but you are still fucking working in your head and, and in real life if you want it to be. Yeah. And I, when I heard that shit, I laughed out loud, literally. And <laughs> I also... 
I identified with that to an extent. Yeah. You know, it's like that's there is truth in that. Have you ever had to tap into something like that? Something that was opposite than what you like your base self? I wouldn't even call it that, man. I mean, okay. when whenever I have tapped into something like that, I actually uh, a part of me feels like that's uh, maybe to an extent uh, the truer form of myself. Mm. And, and that's where that's where I when when I hear you when I heard you say this on whatever episode I you know I mentioned it to you, but I was like, man, this shit is hilarious. But it it. Again, I identified with it, and I think this is, like, something that I felt myself periodically where it's like, nah, 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 I am the working. I didn't call it that, but nah, this is, that's how it is. So, the, and I it, think, uh, what's that? No, go ahead. No, that's it. Um, and where it came from, like, the origination point, and I think I talked about this on the episode was when I started doing Muay Thai, I started watching a lot of boxers, classic boxers. Mm -hmm. And the one who stuck out most was um, Sugar Ray. And he said whenever he would look into the, a mirror before the fight, if he saw whatever his alter ego was, he knew he was going to win. But if he saw his, you know, his real name, he knew he was going to lose. And so I said, okay, well, I need to give myself an alter ego. And surprisingly enough, it helps. And it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like, what was that book? Not 48 Laws of Power. No. I think Richest Man of Babylon. Can't remember the book, but I've talked about it before. And the book says that if you want something, you need to write it down, right? Write it down. Mm -hmm. Your brain activates. And what I've started to realize is it's such a helpful tool for people who, I don't want to say deficits in character, but if you're somebody that struggles with, I'll give a good example. If you're somebody that struggles with being assertive, right? That's something that I struggle with. And the reason why is you have this picture in your head of who you are, who you think you are. And in that picture, you also have this thought of what other people think of you. Oh. And if you think, let me see how to say it without sounding convoluted. If you think that other people think a certain way of you like, oh, this is Donaldson can't talk back. Donaldson can't assert himself. And you feel like if you try to do those things, you'll look stupid. Well, what you Yeah, because you of, you'd then be out of character for that, what is in your yeah. head expected of you from right. but it's all coming from you. From you is, is right. the point. Yeah. 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 And that's what I had to figure out. Like, wait a second, I can, because we start off as our base selves, right? And then as life goes on, you modify it and change it. And then it's, as I started reading these books, I was like, hold the fuck up. All this is based off my habits and my actions. I can change myself by changing my habits and my actions. I can do whatever the fuck I want to do. I could punch a dude in the face. I could walk away from him. I could do whatever I want. And people can think what they want, but I still get to determine what I, no one gets, no one can control your actions. But it, 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 on the flip flop, if your mm -hmm. alter ego character is mm -hmm. actually a bad guy. Right. Then, you know, when you manifest that character, 
You'll become the bad guy. You'll go to jail. You're going to get, uh, your relationships will deteriorate. You're going to manifest a, a life of like hell because your alter ego that you thought was cool or whatever that you dreamed up was a shit guy. Yeah. Yeah. And unless that guy, that, you know, whatever it is, whatever you want to call it, the war king. Unless he's a, a benevolent war king, yeah. he's not worth keeping around. Right. That's, that's the point. Crazy. Like you, yeah. it, a war king can be a, a multitude of different versions of a war king, is right. what I'm saying. A Donaldson war king in my head is uh, slightly benevolent. Right. Because well, I, I know Donaldson, the guy, and Donaldson, the war king, is going to be pretty fucking nice. Although, although maybe he's uh, infinitely powerful, he's still pretty fucking cool. Well, you know, I don't think you've ever actually even. I don't think you've ever actually seen me angry. I don't think I've ever really. I don't know. I I don't know. I definitely have it. Maybe the most is like if I was being a dumbass around Donaldson. You're like, man, we need to go home. This fool's out of control. You know, and like, <laughs> no, not angry. You just, that's the most displeased I've ever seen yeah. the word king. Yeah. And, that's probably, <laughs> and that's probably the most I've ever got. But, you know, a lot of that was um, repression too, right? So the way that my house was, because I was the oldest child, I was always taught to kind of not have emotions and kind of be the, the moderator, right? Because... My, my brother and my, my sister. My, I hate to interrupt. I hate to interrupt, yeah. but it, my, you know, Eminem, my oldest, she's the same yeah. way. She says the yeah. same shit. And sorry, continue. Yeah. But I, I'm just as no, speaking it, from like, uh, you know, uh, anecdotal, anecdotally, that's how oldest people, oldest yeah. kids are, dude. Yeah, we're, we're taught to like. No, because you're the oldest, you're supposed to You can't you, you have can't to be you, you suppress be. your emotions. Well, and that's not a good thing because it's like, it's horrible. It fucking it it sizzles up and it comes out like and for me it came out with like just being not I was wild in my own way, but the ways that I was wild were self-destructive in nature. Very mm, inwardly mm. bound. I'm really surprised that I don't have a bunch of tattoos or piercings and stuff like that because I You got any? No, none. Me neither. No, but I did I looking <laughs> back, I'm surprised that I didn't go that route to some degree. But your bro doesn't either, huh? No, actually nobody in my family has me, me my family too. How odd is that? How rare is that? <laughs> It actually is nowadays because everybody. It's super fucking rare. Yeah, it's kind of weird, right? You know, really, you know what's really odd? And especially as I saw the trend start to go up face tattoos. Man, oh my God. Oh my God. The fact that that's like a, a normal thing now. Man, motherfucker, these kids are barely 18. They're, they got sleeves and face tats. Yeah. You know, but you know what's really crazy about kids nowadays? How they walk around in the summertime, like with full sweaters on, 
<laughs> I know. <laughs> I keep trying to figure that out, man. Like, you know, it's, but you, this is my theory on that. My theory on that is that I think that because there's global warming, we're witnessing, <laughs> no, seriously, I think we're witnessing human evolution just in real time because they don't, they don't sweat. <laughs> oh, I know. I love it. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, but they don't, they don't actually sweat, but, but. But the topic today was really about revenge. And, oh, fuck. All right. All right. You know, Sorry. Yeah, I jumped in late. I, yeah, no, no. I, by, by the way, I jumped in late because I was fucking with my roommate, and then I had his daughter playing on my drum set. Like, I'm just, I was like, hey, I think I got like 10 minutes before this thing. Jump on the set. You know, and I got to, and then I looked at the watch. I was like, nah, get off the set. I got to jump and get on this podcast. So, so wait, what, what all instruments do you play, man? Anything I can get my hands on, dude. I'm going to learn anything. I'm taught. Uh, well, not saxophone. Okay. I learned that at Albright Middle School with that. Right. that you, do you remember the big old Mr. Johnson, the little fat motherfucker? Uh, if I saw him, I probably would, but I can't say off the top of my brain I know who he is. You, you, you were in band, bro? Yeah. I what, was, what year uh, did you graduate? I uh oh three. Okay, yeah, you you we weren't in the same class then because I, I played tuba. Uh, of course, but I graduated two thousand. Yeah. Were you Albright? Oh uh, oh yeah, definitely. I Do you know me, you remember Mr. Johnson and uh, Shanks and whatnot? I remember Shanks. Yes, I remember Shanks because well, there was he, another lady. He, he was well. He Shanks would have been your teacher. I think whatever lady you had was replaced by Johnson. No, no. See, like when I first came in, there was a lady that was replaced by Shanks. Actually, and it's hilarious too because she was she was elated about the fact that she was leaving because we were, oh, according to her, we're the worst group of children that she's ever had. Wait, she said. <laughs> I mean, she didn't she didn't say it, but the way she used to, you know, come in. That's she 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 did she she practically said it without saying it. And when she had to leave, she was celebrating. She, if she could do cartwheels, she would have been doing cartwheels. It was one of the most hilarious things I've ever seen. <laughs> like, and, and I mean, she she wasn't she wasn't entirely wrong. We were bad, but it's all right. But you know what? The, I mean, yeah. it's a leaf. You know what the most interesting <laughs> thing about a leaf and Albright? So in reality, right? There were really uh, no. I'm using quotation marks. Tough yeah. kids, right? Everybody nah. was pretty much fronting. But here's Pretty the thing, much. back to back to our older point. A lot of kids that we know fronted so hard and played the character so hard, that's who they actually turned into. Like a lot of kids yeah. that weren't gangsters, uh, shit, man, they turned into they actually because they just kept doing gangster stuff. That's your mode. You signed up for turned. something. Yeah. I like People always like, oh, where are you from? From a leaf, and they're like, oh, and I'm like, dude, it was not like that at all. Sometimes it, some it, fools. It, 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 yeah. it actually changed over time because you got to yeah, understand, it like it's like been 20 years yeah. since we graduated. Like back back in those days when we grew up there, it wasn't that bad. Well, depending on what side you're from, because because like, like all Spice you know, and all that. Like I, yeah, if, but. Yeah, if you're, he, yeah. Albright versus O'Donnell were two different and, stories, uh, and, and then, you know, a, a Leaf at large, you know, AMS, everything was a little. A, Albright was uh, in a bubble almost, you know. Yeah, 
Yeah, it really, it mm-hmm. really kind of was. Definitely. But so, but if regardless, we still fucked with the same people. We still yeah. played the same teams. Like you know, it's like a leaf is a leaf. Honestly. Yeah, it. I. You know what? I really loved the growing up. Ron, what's going on? I really loved growing up out there. It was super. I hate to say it, sound all corny, but it was really multicultural. You grew up around everybody. It was great. Wouldn't change it for the world. But man, me neither. Me neither. It's, it's a lot different. That makes now. three of us. Yeah. And that Tristan, he's on the line. He's he's from there too. And we so wait, let me ask everybody. Has everybody checked out my new site? And what do you guys think about the feel of it? Yay, nay? I don't I don't like I I don't feel like it's super nav easy to navigate, but he's I I love it. Say that. Yeah. I love it though, and actually now that I've got the fucking pod, uh, fucking whatever app, that's navigatable. That's easy to navigate. Okay. okay. So and I'll the Spotify app, the Spotify yeah. is navigatable. It's perfect. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll keep on, keep working on it. I set up a, a shop now. But I like your art. I do like your art. I appreciate it. I appreciate and then that's it. why the website. That's that's why you need the website, dude. The website yeah. is to host your art, dude. Why why isn't it? I couldn't even if I wanted to buy it. There wasn't a button for me to buy it. I just set it up today. Okay. <laughs> it's on there. It's on there today. It's on there today. So let me ask you guys this question. So I asked this the other day about. I think it was about the man and the hammer, right? Man has a hammer. Well, first question is... Everything looks like a fucking nail. Everything looks like a nail. No, the question is... Do you guys think people can can change? 100%. Tagba? Absolutely. Um, There's no... I mean, there's no rhyme or reason why they change, how they change, or when they change, but... Right. I've I've seen people. I mean, I've seen myself change. Over I make time. one like, exception. I make one exception. Pedophiles. Okay. I don't think don't, they're ever going to change. change. I don't have any faith in them, I think, and yeah, I don't want to talk to them. I think I agree with you on that. I think that, and to an extent, depending on what you know, what, I'm not going to get. I'm not going to dig. Too I'm not. I'm not trying to start up the hot buttons, no, no, but I'm just saying that's no, my no, exception. No, just, that's really my exception. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. And you know, that's the interesting thing about people who are victims, right? Switching gears, but staying right still on topic. You know, I've always found that, and this is women and women out there don't get offended because I'm a dude and I've only dated women. You have to be very cautious of women who have been cheated on a lot of times, right? And you, the question is, well, why would I say that? Because so many times, victors, victims become the aggressor. And I've noticed in my dating history that a lot of women, well, yeah, women who have been cheated on a lot have a tendency to do the cheating back. Um, why? But it's definitely a thing that I've noticed. And even with myself, after I got done over pretty bad a couple of times, man, I went, I think it was my early 20s. I became ruthless uh, when it came to women. Really didn't care about their feelings. I was just doing, I don't know what exactly I was trying to accomplish. Not even necessarily, (laughs) more like hurt boy, right? I don't know what I was trying to accomplish by just going on this. He was was future before future. 
he was oh, just yeah. a callous. I, yeah, I think that's the word that we're looking for, callous. Mm. Just meh, you know. Yeah. I like, think I, 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 I think I think hurt people hurt people, and I think true. when you've been when you've been uh, ripped wrong. so many times and wrong, you this is the new norm that you've learned. And and sometimes it, it will it'll turn into manifest within the victim and it becomes well, unfortunate. Well and think about this too, right? If you like and whatever wording you want to use as a person, when you like think about what trauma is or how you would define it, what's how is like being cheated on wrong, stressed out about a relationship? any different than any other trauma right because in today's society and you guys can remember this growing up i think there's a phrase now you know catching flights not feelings things of that nature mm. but the the thought that that you can honestly realistically separate a very intimate act like sex from from emotion and not only are you supposed to be able to do it right you're you're encouraged to do it and what's the thing back in the day that people would make fun of other people for if they got attached to somebody that they were having sex with oh you catching feelings like it's a bad thing that you like somebody you're being intimate with and i think all of us growing up have heard something of that nature something like it but now that i'm a little bit older really seeing how damaging um, that was bad wow. training. It was horrible, well, it, but it was societal training, right? Because I know, but it was bad. It was, it was, it was just bad training overall. Because I, I hate to cut you off and, and maybe jump no, your okay. point, but no, dude. I mean, as an adult male now, I want to catch feelings. Yeah, please, that's... please <laughs> show me a woman worth catching feelings over. I want to. I'll give her all my fucking feelings, yeah. if she's worth it. Yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying. Like, you're gonna bust my balls when I was a kid. Fine. Oh yeah, I caught feelings, but dog, right now, for real, like, who's worth catching feelings over? Please show them to me. Well, not even just. That, I hope right? she's got nice titties. As you, you know, to, as you start to get older. <laughs> You know, we're almost all 40 years old. When you meet people who are still out here saying, no, I'm not interested in any type of relationship. I just want to have sex with random people. As I get older, you start to realize like, whoa, this is somebody that's incredibly damaged. Because at the end of the day, uh, I get you have standards. I get you want a certain type of person. But in reality world, everybody wants somebody, no matter what people say. I've realized now when people are like, oh, I'm fine, you can, be, you can be content being by yourself. I'm not saying that you have to run around, that you have to be in a relationship, that you have to be a serial monogamist. There's nothing wrong with being alone at all. And you can even say, hey, I'm not in a place where I don't think I could ever date again. That's fine. But I have a hard time believing people that if their perfect mate came out of the sky and they checked every single thing that they need, or even 80% of them, that they'd be like, no, no, I, I'd rather be alone and just have randoms. I, I just don't believe mm. that as I start to get older. And if you are somebody like that, 
Um, not even trying to be funny. You might want to consider getting some type of help or therapy because most of nobody really starts out that way. I don't think. No. I don't think anybody starts out. I don't think there's a human on the planet that when they started dating said, I don't, it actually all bullshit aside, you don't get that way that I want to, you don't get to a point of wanting to cut off your emotions until something occurs that makes you afraid to open up. But I, 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 that, I think, I think like, unless you're a 13 year old boy before you realize that emotion is tied to, you know, you don't, you're not even developed and your brain says, yeah, I, I would just fuck her and uh, bounce and, and I don't get, you know, like you'd have to be numb. Yeah. Yeah. Something and or, or, or just emotionally undeveloped. Right. But you, but I mean, I hate to say it. You're not normal. No, something, no, something, 100%. something occurred because humans by design across the board from a baby, we're designed to want love. We're just designed to want it. But the way that things are set up and even the route that I took growing up in dating, it's like it gets you farther and further away from that goal. Because, you know, really, what are we taught? We're literally taught have as much meaningless sex as you possibly can. And along the way, whenever you're ready to stop having all this meaningless sex, you are then, you know, settled down with somebody. But here's the thing about that, right? And this is both men and women. How long do you have to do something? How long do you have to exhibit a behavior before that behavior becomes a habit? So if mm. you, if your normal you, right, is wake up every Friday night, Saturday night, and Monday through Sunday, you're just chasing women. Every woman who smiles at you at the store, you're getting her number trying to attempt to sleep with her as soon as possible. If you do that for 20 years, I don't know the number, but what You'll fuck some hoes. You will fuck some hoes. <laughs> but what point does it transition from you just doing it because it's fun before it becomes who you are? And then say you do get in a relationship. How do you turn off that habit? Exactly. How do you just say, exactly. oh, how, how, exactly. how am I just not going to get these numbers anymore? How am I not going to uh, bed everyone... You haven't been doing that. You you've been no, doing but it, it exactly, and it's already in your brain. And even if 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 and when you decide you want to turn it off, your brain chemistry, your habits will yeah, not allow dopamine. for you to do it. Yeah. Like you will still, you know, recourse back to your bullshit state of just fucking hose. Yeah. It's and it's be like incredibly difficult. No, I it, I, got, I, I, got, I, have, I have I have an answer to that question. All right. Um, you, me, um, you and you and I, Donaldson, have something in common. We it's the fact that, and I know this isn't something that's a one hundred percent. That that can I don't I know this might not be the greatest analogy, but we both put the video games down. Some wait, what did you wait? What did you say? We put the video cams down. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) What does that mean? I don't know what that means. Well, what I'm I'm saying is, is that what I'm saying is, is that plenty of people 
from what I've from from what I've heard. Um, when they when they go through that lifestyle, they just get tired of it after a while. You know what I mean? And whether they become lonely. Yeah, exactly. And they get to the point to where they realize that there's. I mean, sometimes sometimes it happens in your mid twenties. Sometimes it happens in your early thirties. Sometimes, unfortunately, it happens later. And when it happens later, you know, it could be a problem depending on who you are. Um, but they get tired of it after a while. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they get to the point to where they realize that they have to change. Right. So, so um, but that's the thing, right? Even though you, you know, there's all there's all types of behaviors that we want to change, right? Eating sweets, smoking cigarettes, so on and stop so it. forth. Stop it. But, but all of it. Stop it. Here's, here's <laughs> the dangerous thing about that particular habit, right? Generally, by the time the man or woman determines that they're ready or want to change, they're in a relationship with somebody, right? And so think about every other habit that you have. How many Mm. times in any habit, I'm willing to put money on this, right? Does anybody successfully break a habit the first time they do it? I mean, you you want a percentage? I'd say it's uh, 5%. (laughs) I think think it's lower than that, right? I'd say about... about Four and a half percent. <laughs> you, I, I don't even. I don't think it's that high that people, on first time of deciding, they the, like the very first time the thought comes in their brain, I'm gonna stop doing this. They just stop doing it. I personally have never barely. You know, no, you know what? You're totally right. It's probably like a point one point point right, two because generally something. we we see the person right, and we see that they've quit. But if some the the, the five percent people them, it takes two or three times and they're the five right. percenters, right? But even then, that's not the first time. No, so, yeah, right. So think about it, Matt. You're some dude or some chick, and you've done all this stuff, and then you meet somebody nice and you want to change. Well, you still got a chance of a failure rate in there, right? But that failure it, rate can cost you a lot. You know how scary that failure rate is. Yeah. And that's you, the big thing holding a lot of people back from doing years. anything new. Right. And that, that applies to beyond relationships. It applies to professions. It applies to uh, just in, in independent endeavors, uh, creative endeavors, whatever the fuck. But you know how many people at large, again, will have an idea, be like, oh, I'll do something like that, blah, blah, blah. And uh, how many of them are going to do it? Two percent. If that. If that. And then how many of them will stick with it? Two percent of that. Two percent. Right. And so here's the question I ask everybody. I ask both of you guys. Like, how much, what would be the yearly salary that you would take for your dream to never come true? Do I have a house that I own? Yeah, I guess so. Okay, you if you to... give me a house I own, mm-hmm. I want 45K. So 45K. And I own property. And you own property. Not big property, like A-Leaf property. You own A-Leaf property, you get 45K a year, and the chance good. that you'll never live your dream, you'll sign it away. Oh, no, no, I'm, I am living my dream. I can no, do no, everything no, no. I want. Well, then you can't. No, I'm talking about your dream life. It will never come to fruition. Oh, well, okay, we're, we're talking in circles because that is, in fact, 
that actually kind of is my dream life. I just want to own property and okay. be be free of talking to motherfuckers about rent mm-hmm. and say, okay, I'll pay property taxes. I have an right. income yearly of 45K. My all right, all right. taxes are taken care of. Well, you have to work. I'm good. You have, you have to work. Why? You still have to work. Oh, I have a free income. No, no, the free income comes with a job, a regular job, job that you, you know, salary, uh, other job. Yeah, it's a regular job. Well, then, okay, money. then if I got to work, then yeah, I, want, work. I want, I want, I want 60, 80K or something like that. So, I just want free time to make my music. Leave well, me alone. Free time because you're working. Nah, I got a weekend. And, thing, and you can't make music. No music. music oh, well, then I, I fucking, I, I quit. I quit. So there's no, that's what I'm saying. But here's the, this is the interesting part. Right? There's no money. If you take music and shit away from me, fun, fun little things, yeah, yeah, I don't care how much money you give me. Right. And so I noticed that. But here's the thing. The sad part is we kind of really do that. So many people, we have these dreams and desires for life and we never pursue them. We spend all our time working because in the back of our minds, we have this odd thought that one day is going to happen. That one day you're just going to wake up without any work, without any real work, without any real focus or dedication, and you're going to finally have time to pursue your quote-unquote dream, even though you don't even really know what it is. And I've started to realize that with jobs, that's literally the bargain that we're taking. Uh, all right, you're never gonna live out your, you know, what your pursuit of happiness, but here's a hundred thousand dollars. Here's X number of dollars. And a lot of us go to the grave um waiting on one day to come, as opposed to Yeah, but if you take away somebody's ability in that in that uh whole equation, if you say, well, you can have a million dollars, but I won't allow you to play music and that's your uh, thing, or I won't allow you to paint, or I won't allow you to uh, make uh, custom automobiles. And it's like, well, in fact, you know, that that's all I want to do, right? let's say. So if you take that away from somebody, dude, you're taking away, that's the whole point. Everybody's got a different thing. And right. if you, no, nobody in their right mind would ever give up their free will, their their love for money. It's just nobody would. You don't think people do it? Oh, they do, but I wouldn't. Yeah. Nobody in their right mind, I'm saying. Right. I think a lot of us <laughs> make that. They do, agreement. though. They do it all the time. Yeah. I think a lot of us make that agreement without knowing that we're making that agreement. Because how many people do we all personally know that have this, that they have the, these talents, they have these wants and desires, and what's, and this is the funny part about it, right? The funny part about it is when you see somebody else, what they're destined to be, what they should be going, it fucking screams off of them, right? They can't hide it. It's very apparent, right? You can if they're somebody. good, if they're good, if they're no, good. No, they don't have to be good. They don't have to be good. I'm just saying that they could, if they have a desire to do something, you can Well, uh, uh, I, I, okay, I, I, I don't mean that if they're good, but if they're, if they're being good, if they're being 
than if they are uh, 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 invoking their power properly. Right. Yes, right. you it, can it, never right. deny that. You can never yeah, deny right. that. But I know, so many like, people do not invoke that power. They don't. They keep it. They keep it inside. Like there's a guy next door to me. He's gonna be on the show this Sunday coming up. Great guy, man. He brings me like freshly made kimchi every weekend. That's and dope. He's, he does yoga. He does movie time. He does all kinds of different stuff. But it's no, but the kimchi is that's dope. The hookup. That's yeah. On it's great too. It's better than any kimchi. <laughs> I bet. Had. But I meet all these people. Like there's a young lady on the line right now who's an avid traveler. She looks up her history. She knows she like went to school for history. She's a very eloquent writer. I know what she's supposed to be doing. And I think she's still, yeah, I'm talking to you. I think she's still trying to figure <laughs> it out, right? But I, when I started doing this and talking about all these things, I remember I was at her, actually I was at her house. It was during a party. And I'm talking about all this stuff. And it was so funny because everybody there was like, yeah, you've always been this way. I'm like, what do you mean? You've always talked about this. Oh, bless you, whoever that Thank was. You. Nobody was surprised that this is the route that I took but me. Everybody else just knew it. And I'm like, so really, it's really just about coming into agreement with what you're supposed to do. Because we all, I mean, so many of us sit around like, Hassan, you've been doing music as long as I've known you. I know, but you know what? I, I know for a fact I'm still a loser baby in the music world. And I love being a baby because I don't have any qualms making errors and putting out trash because right. I don't care. I like it, man. If I like it, fuck you. No, no, but that's that, that's That's it. And I've, no, I've gotten at totally least to that fine. point. No, but that's totally, and that well, here's the thing, right? And this goes back into what I talked about last week with with Western culture. We have this idea that if you enjoy something, you have to make money off it. No, no that's not. That's no, not you true. don't. No. You don't have to. You could just. I totally it. agree. You can no, and you know what? Right. If in fact, I would love to make money off of it. And what I how do how do I make money off of it? I click it. I put on shit on my fucking uh, computer. I run shit in the background. I keep clicking my own shit. And you know what? I make $10 a month off of my own fucking clicks. So fuck y'all. How many clicks do you need to do that? A lot of fucking clicks, dude. Really? <laughs> a lot of them. Yeah. I keep Pandora running. I keep YouTube running. I keep Spotify running. I keep Apple uh, iTunes running. Everything in the background. I make well, money. You need to start clicking on my show. Let me get that $10. I, I'm telling you. I told you yesterday. I'm clicking now. All I'm right. a new subscriber, dude. Click away, everybody compared. I listened to three episodes of your shit last night. I appreciate it, man. I love it. I would love. I mean, so I can't sit here and lie, and I because I've really just been soul searching, even though I really, really like what I do. You're like doing said, a great job, honestly. I really like that. I'm. Uh, you have no idea. I'm. Uh, what's the word? Uh, mm. I'm. 
just happy to have been uh, invited. I feel very, you know, just thank you for letting me on here. Like, I'm not even, like, I like your fucking podcast, dude. I like how you go on these tangents and you get real. And you're fucking talking real shit. Yeah. Not dumb shit. Well, you know, the best thing about this podcast, because, like, I always bring this up, the way that it originated is my dad passed, I went through a whole bunch of things, and, like... By the way, when? I didn't even know about about this. four or five years ago, give or take. Oh, shit. because he actually died before my baby was born. And so, me and my wife have been together 10 plus, maybe 15 years, something like that, right? We just assumed that we couldn't get pregnant. So we never even worried about it. Well, my dad passes, and literally within the year, my daughter comes along. So it was like God gave your boy a little help out because I was definitely struggling. Me and my dad were very, 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 very close. Um, as you guys can see, my the name, the moniker, my art name that I go by is Donnie Son because my name is Donald Son, which if you break it down is Donnie's son so it's like old school motherfuckers with the last yeah. name schumacher when they moved Same to the country thing. it's like yeah their dad made shoes they're schumacher yeah. now but, it, but it, it, i get i dig that but this <laughs> is the driver this is the driver and what i get so hung up on my dad used to give me these books 48 laws of power he would richest man in about he would give me all these different books to try mm. to motivate me because he wanted to get out of the rat race so bad like that was all he focused on and he tried and i'll never forget um when he died you know i went up to the hospital it was west houston hospital off of what was it by the way i'm sorry if i'm asking too many questions no he had a heart attack oh shit um uh so when i went to go pick up his belongings it was just a pair of pants, uh, a belt, and that was it. And when I dug in this in his belongings, he had a lottery ticket in there, right? And I was like, damn. You know, even to the day that he died, he was always hoping for, you know, the next day. He was always hoping for the big payoff, something to occur. And then I started to, like, have a meltdown because I started to realize that I was becoming obese. I was becoming complacent with life. Not, I'm not dissing my dad. Don't ever think that. But I wasn't living. I wasn't actually being what I was supposed to be. And the the truth about this life is there's a timetable on this shit. And the truth mm. about this life, unless there's some reincarnation that I don't know about, man, you got one. You actually have one fucking shot at it, right? And I would say sometime in November, I went to the Shrine of the Black Madonna with a couple of photo prints of my artwork that I had. And I was nervous as shit because it was the first time that I, excuse me, that I had taken my artwork out in public that I was showing people. And I was nervous because I was thinking that real artists were going to like see my shit and laugh at me. And I didn't sell anything not a single piece people would just come by and say it was cool or whatever but like yeah just walk by that didn't deter me at all 
this podcast that I'm on, Tagba's been with me. I've done a hip hop podcast. Uh, I've done a fucking con- conspiracy podcast. I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Podcast, <laughs> and they were fit. I mean, I wouldn't get any traction. I've been podcasting for a fucking decade, and this is the most <clears throat> traction that I've gotten. So, so many people are like, oh man, you do this so well. I'm like, dude, this took a lot of work to get to this point because- You're fine that you found your voice I found effectively. Yeah, but but no, no, I I don't think it's so much the groove, dude. I think it's Mm -hmm. you. It's like if you're a stand-up comedian, man. If you want to be a stand-up, every stand-up says it takes at least ten years, and you're good. Then you can maybe find your voice, right? And you found yours, man. That's fucking beautiful. Well, the funny part is, I found it because I stopped caring. Right. Exactly. I, I stopped. <laughs> I stopped like I, I stopped thinking that every show had to be amazing and revolutionary and and knock things out of the park. Literally, I think I got so exhausted because all these other podcasts, I was doing extensive research, like for the hip hop podcast, we would listen to entire discographies of artists. And and I was just burning myself out so tired until one day I just turned on and started talking. And here we are. That, that was it. I'm glad you did, because look, yeah. we're all here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're an hour in, recapping what we talked about in the beginning. Just, have you ever worked off a rage or revenge? Have you ever tried to enact revenge on somebody else only for it to, and this is the way revenge works. It ultimately comes back and blows up in your face. I don't know if I've ever, I don't know if I've ever had a moment of revenge that I honestly felt good about after it was over. Other people may, but I generally regret the action um, and really wish that I had spent my time, energy, and focus on something else. Because what I'm starting to learn now as I get a little older, there's something that my director tells me to do before I commit. Your director? Mm -hmm. At work. Because I'm like, you got, are you working at a production company? (laughs) I got a director. He tells me what to do. (laughs) Before I get, before I go down a path, if I get angry about something, she'll say the same thing every single time. And that is seek first to understand. Just try to find out and maybe even ask the person, why did you commit the action that you committed? Because I had a tendency in the past to just react to what I thought the person's intent was and just go off of whatever I thought. And a lot of times you'd be wrong about what you think. Oh, you'll almost always be wrong because you'll find out something new later and you'll fuck you up when you, after you did what you did. Yep. Yep. Because like, we'll just say, for example, here's a great example. Cause me and this girl get along. I can't, there was this like security lady who I thought was always mean and rude to me. Well, we'll just forget all the other times. We'll just talk about one time. Imagine. But I, but uh, I don't mean to cut you off, but I do want to say I love revenge. When it's due, 
Motherfucker. But do you, you really Motherfucker. Like yeah? You like Yeah. No, I don't care how bad it bites me later. When it's really due. Yeah. I ain't mad. I'm gonna get you. Really? Yeah. I don't care. No, because you know what? When I say when it's really due and yeah. the, the fucking laws ain't ever gonna come through. And I am gonna get pissed off when they don't. I'm gonna show up first. I, I it, there's something. It has to be well due, and I, I'll I'll deal with the the you know reservations later. Right. I mean well, it though. There's something. Well, there's there's still that dumb thing in my head. I can't shake the lizard brain. Right. Well, That's all I'm saying. This is what I've noticed, right? Every time I sit around plotting or planning revenge on somebody else, I noticed that it had such a negative effect on me more, me more than them. Um, yeah. And the yeah, that's why you got to be quick. That's why you got to be quick about it and fucking forget about it. Yeah, well, <laughs> so, but but here's the thing. But here but but on the same so on the same note, right? I'm not saying to be a pushover. I'm not saying to not speak up. I'm or yeah. Do, I don't do, take. I'm not know, taking yeah, you no, that way. No, I'm not saying that you shouldn't just be a punk. You should definitely address whatever. And I, in my mind, I had to re, you know, recalibrate the way I come at things. If somebody does something to you that you don't like or offends you deeply and greatly. You have the right to respond any way that you choose. But what I wouldn't encourage is to sit around for any pronounced longer time, like maybe 24 to 7 hours. Brooding. Like, brooding. Exactly. Sitting there nah. and plotting out some kind of you're, master plan. Now you're becoming a monster. Now you're becoming exactly. a monster. Yeah, you don't want to do that, man. And you're going to regret either. the monster you're becoming. Yep. I, yep. I totally agree. And, I totally agree, but but happen. if you get if you get news if you get news and it was really blasphemous and yeah. it was family related, motherfucker, I'm showing up with a bat with well, a pipe. Different. Yeah, that's that's and and I have no regrets. I have no regrets. Yeah, well, that's different. That's that's a whole different thing. But I it is still it is still in the revenge world, is what I'm it saying. Is. It is in the but it, it's category. it's it's almost knee jerk. Uh, I allow for that. And beyond right. that, meditative, premeditative revenge. Nah, I got no time for that. Yeah, especially like work stuff, man. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, just let the work stuff go. Um, yeah, it's you'll just like you you. I remember one time I was like, I had a difficult time with one of my bosses, and I was changing who I was. Right. I was not mm-hmm. being happy. I wasn't being jokey. I was just always like grimaced up. Like I had to change myself and this person was being themselves. And I was like, man, I'm going to have to just let this shit go because I can't walk around. You know how much work it is to walk around not being you? I mean, that's pretty oh. intense work. It's it's more around. work than doing the work you were supposed to do. Yeah. It, it's it's double work. What's going on. It's double work. And then here's the thing. Like, to go out of your way to treat somebody in a way that, like, I mean, I've had people do some really whack shit to me. But then if I'm like, okay, I got two options. Either I can address it with this person or I can just leave it up to the ether 
and going about my way and keep progressing and being what I'm ultimately going to be. And you know what's really funny? Nine times out of 10, their little pissant attacks to take me down don't really seem to stop me because I don't, de and, th and this is how the universe kind of works, right? If you dedicate your energy to revenge versus progression, which do you think has a better outcome, negative or positive? If somebody, like say for example, right? Somebody does something to you, you decide you're gonna hit the gym, you're gonna start dressing better. What? That's a better outcome than sitting around thinking how you're gonna you're gonna sabotage their life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. getting on successful. Twitter and talking shit yeah. on a motherfucker or some you're dumb shit. You're still gonna be you. You're still gonna be you, and you haven't progressed. And what I've learned to do is now, if somebody does something egregious to me or something negative in my life happens, I grab it, I transmute it. And I turn it around. Like if I'm like, um, if something really emotionally gets to me now and I'm trying to process it. In the past, I would brood, I would smoke cigarettes, I would drink beers and really try to not think about it. Now I paint. Now I come on here and I just talk about it. Or I'll go work out. You know, something that will lead to after it's over a positive because here's the thing man when it comes to energy of any kind whether it be negative or positive man it's really powerful like it is an extreme like even hate is an extreme hates driver it, it's to say uh, you say even hate you're talking i thought you were talking exactly about hate it well, oh, is yeah, I guess, I guess I am. It, it, it is it is fucking it's a horrible driver dude it's it a worse driver if you're going to take two Ubers, and one's a love Uber, one's a hate yeah. Uber, and they're going to take you to the same place, it's but goddamn, you know, feel like you feel me, right? Yeah, yeah, choose the love Uber, it, man. Literally, if, you, if you're not choosing the love Uber every time in your head, you're fucked yeah. up. You're fucking yeah. up. Yeah. You know I totally you, agree. I totally you know agree. Really, you know what really helps with that? What really, really helps Weed. Well, <laughs> what, 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 I what I generally like to do is after any interaction, right? I'll sit there and this isn't like in a self-blaming way. I think to myself, is there any possibility that any of my actions could have led to this outcome? Like just yeah. for a second, yeah. just for a second. And sometimes when, and I won't react and I'll think about it. And as I'll think about it, I'm like, you see how much hmm, it did. Well, maybe you see maybe how much it did. There's a possibility there that maybe Donaldson isn't always right about everything. No, no, Donald. You know what? The war be. king, the war king fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. And, and he may be as righteous as he may be. He yeah. fucked up. And I mean that, I don't mean that to you. I mean I that to saying. me. Yeah. You know, it, it's the same shit, dude. I got my own working. I never named him, you know, but same shit. Yeah. I fuck up, dude. Oh, yeah. Everybody and does. It, and if you don't, that's the problem. Are you recognizing when you fuck up? Mm, or no, are you no. not? Are you not? Are you not realizing how your, you know, how your actions are in fact, uh, negatively affecting people you really love and people care about you and people you care about. Like, 
if if you become oblivious to that, you're fucking done, dude. Well, you know what? Put a fucking blindfold that. over your eyes and walk off the cliff. You're done. It's funny you say that because when I talk to somebody about an issue that they're having, whatever it is, and I ask them the simple question, well, is there anything that you might have done that contributed? No, I didn't do it. Then I know who the problem is right there. Oh, yeah. As soon as the, the knee jerk. No, 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 not I, me. I didn't, I, no, man, I was just minding my... Because I can almost promise you, in, 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 and I'll give you a great example. In almost any interaction that you have, you can. There's fault to be found on your part in almost any. Good example. Well, what if, you know, like I look back at some of the times that I got cheated on, right? Well, how could I possibly blame myself for somebody being deceptive to me? Well, as I looked back, I started to realize that this person or persons had many red clues and signs that I was being disrespected throughout the yeah. relationship. And I should, and I, I'm like, well, I allow these people to cross my boundaries multiple times. You let times. it go. You let it go. And I should have just left. I should have just left. But you let it go because but I out of go. good nature or, or oh, out of whatever, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And so, and it's like, that was the thing that, I, and it's about, and it's really about reclaiming ownership of your life because if you think that everything that happens to you is external and that you you're don't have you're a fool any, you're a fucking fool you're, well not only are you a fool you become anxious i think that's i think that's one of the points i think that's where anxiety is produced uh, right uh, if you're uh, sitting uh, around uh, uh, uh. waiting to react to everything i respond to things now right before i used to always be on edge skittish if you will waiting to see what somebody was going to do to me because I probably wasn't going to do nothing back. So I was always reacting, right? But when you respond, now my thought process is different. Somebody could come to me and be like, hey, old bitch-ass bitch-bitchity. What? <laughs> right? They could do that. But the part, what I like best about the place that I'm in now, I respond. I don't feel pressure to punch the dude in the face, but I can if I choose. If I choose to make that go down that decision tree now, I will. <laughs> but if I choose to walk away, I will. And if somebody's like, even oh, better, fun, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with what other people think about my actions now. I, for the first time in my life, I honestly don't. When do you think that happened for you? I know exactly when it happened. The moment that it happened is when I was a charge nurse, right? So when I became a charge nurse in the EC, man, I was met with a lot of resistance. And every time I would make decision A, the B crowd would come out. When I'd make decision mm. B, the A crowd would come out. And it got so bad, at a certain point, I was like, oh. I mean, it really hit me for the very first time on a large scale that no matter what decision I made, somebody was going to be displeased. Somebody was going mm. to say something. And after a while, I told people, hey, I don't give an F what people say now. Keep it to yourself. Don't bring it to me. I'm going to make the decision that I think is best, and I'm just going to roll from there. And I did. And it was such a growing moment for me. Um, and really, all leadership is like that. And that was that was the change moment. Man, now I like that. I realized people got some. People are always, I mean, always got something to say. That's just Everybody. part of life. 
yeah. Like, what are you doing? I got 10 people to tell you about why you fucked up. You know, it's anything, anything. I Literally anything. If like in you, my what, little, what, what in, music do you play again? What do you play? What man? Like what, I mean, we. So with with Opia the band, and this is with my boy Joe. That again, I couldn't get him on the podcast, and Big he Joey, barely. On, man, man I, yeah. If you listen or you watch it, Joe, <laughs> it's yeah, fun, he ain't man. coming, man. I know he ain't coming. Good. He's anti, he's anti social media and blah, 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 putting himself out there. I'll just say his name is Joe. Not going to throw his last name out there. Even though if you look at uh, any of our music on Spotify, uh, he's, you know, you can see his last name. (laughs) I'm looking at you, Joe. Uh, But. Dude, music-wise, I gave up a long time ago as mm-hmm. far as what motherfuckers think about my shit. I know it sucks, but you know what I also think? I think it's awesome. I know the critics, uh, the critic acclaim says we suck, and uh, our sound is uh, lo-fi, and it's not well-produced. Well, you know what? It's just us two assholes. And you know what? Also... I don't care because I'm proud of it. We own it. It's all yeah. over. It, you, yeah. Go listen to it. It's probably not your taste of music. It's heavy metal-ish, mm-hmm. grunge, you know, weird rock, heavy grunge. You know, so, uh, kind of offbeat. But the point is, I don't care anymore about music. And I, right. me personally, like, in a professional level, like, as a carpenter... Or, like, working in film and stuff is, like, you know, one of these guys. Specifically, let's talk about carpentry. I can work and do a lot of things. And people will say, I want it to look like this. I'll make it look like that. But if you interrupt me in the middle of it and say, oh, I don't like the way you're doing it, I don't know what to tell you. Get screwed. Yeah. And I'm over that. You know, I... In the early part of my career, I used to get phased by that. Oh, well, how do you want me to do it then? No, I know how I need to fucking do it. Leave me alone. I'm going to do it. (laughs) You know, and I I don't want to argue with you, and I'm not going to get mad at your dumb input because I'm going to do it. (laughs) Well, If that makes sense. No, it makes perfect sense because the thing about it is there's nothing wrong with constructive criticism, right? From a group of individuals that you trust that have, you know, their, your best intentions at heart because so many people are very, it's really easy for them to give you problems with no solutions and just just pick, 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 mm-hmm. pick, 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 right? I don't listen to that anymore. If you just pick, 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 and you don't have any like, I'm like, okay, I'll just kind of get away from you. I'll just kind of gravitate towards another place and move on with my life. It's not that I can't, I'm, I'm, I very much can, can take constructive criticism, but I've started to realize if you're somebody that that's all you have to offer, I'm okay. I will move away and I'll move around and you can take you and your old negative energy yep. uh, up the street, man. Uh, before I was actually like really listen to these people and try to acquiesce and, 
go this way and go that way. Well, the thing about it is if you're going this way and going that way with every person that has a strong opinion about you, how are you going to end up being you? You'll never do it. You never never will. You never will do it. And so like, think about it. What I, and what I've really started to figure out more on my journey, like when you think about the Wright brothers, should they have spent more time trying to convince people of how good a airplane is, or should they just make the shit and then show people on the back end? And that's really the route that I'm going. I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. And as it starts to progress, and as it starts to manifest in the way that I'm pretty sure it's going to, they can catch up. But I'm not it all, it, I've had, hmm. If you If you're seeing even the smallest amount of success along the way, that's enough to, it should be enough to keep you in the game, is all I'm saying. And I don't give a fuck, yeah, how many haters you have along the way. If you can, if you're paying your bills with your shit, fuck them. Even if well, you I'm ain't I'm what, right now. <laughs> well, I mean, but you you feel me though, right? Yeah, like, I, I know what you're saying. If you if you're getting to that, if you're at the point where you can't, you you definitely cannot allow for these fools to interrupt your schedule. Is all yeah, I'm so saying. Cute. Just like this kid interrupting my podcast. What's up? What is that you have? Come here. You have candy. Does your mom know you have it? No, she doesn't. Because it's fucking 7 o'clock. And there's no way that you should... Yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. I'm about to snitch on you, man. Yeah, it's a flower, but you're not supposed to have it. Get out of here. Go, go. Beat it. Beat it. Bye. 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 She was talking shit on the way out, too. I don't know how she has candy. This is going to end really poorly, y'all, for the rest of the night. And she's not going to go to sleep. But it's all good. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. With the, oh, yeah. People, um, you know, and it's odd. The more connected I'm becoming to people, the more disconnected I'm coming in a way. And what I mean by that is I've gotten into the point in my life now that I'm really, really extremely comfortable with being my true organic self. I don't change the things I talk about anymore to make other people comfortable. Um, I do what Man, I like doing. I, can I, you hear me in the background, dog? I mean it. I, I mean it. I mean it. I, I mean it. do it a lot. Now I just do my thing, man, and talk about what I want to talk about, um, how I want to talk about it. And if you think I'm like a weirdo and that's, that's cool, that is totally yeah then i'm a fucking weirdo leave me alone then if you don't like me yeah if it it bothers you that much the person that i actually am and like and that's such a sad thing that i didn't think that the baseline person i was was good enough that's such a weird you know it's sad for you and I think it's sad for a lot of people, and a lot of people don't realize it. I see it in myself, so I totally get it. And yeah. I feel like I'm barely there where I'm like, I think I might have fully let go, but I haven't. I'm on the verge, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm dealing with people 
here and there on uh, some people I deal with like this. Some people I deal with like that. Right. Like right. my parents don't know I smoke weed. Mm-hmm. You know, outside of that and a couple other things, I, I'm almost full open to everybody. Right. You know, I'm I'm done hiding. You know, yeah. and I'm I'm almost there. But again, my parents still don't know I smoke weed and shit. Mm-hmm. This and that, random couple things that I hide and oh, uh, blah blah blah. But dog, on the cool, most people I fuck with. You're gonna deal with me one way or another, and if you don't like it, then you don't. Then don't fucking deal with me. Yeah, and but and you know, and here's the thing. On the flip side of that, right? <laughs> if we're friends, if we're really good friends, and you see me engaging in destructive behavior, I I, I do want you to step in. I do want you to say something. Well, then I wouldn't be a good friend if I didn't. Right, and but but I say all that today because those are two different things versus you just not. You trying to change my root person. Like, I, I just realized now, because, you know, we've all dealt with it, especially, you know, growing up in a leaf around a certain type of people that acted like you weren't cool enough because you didn't engage in whatever activities and something was wrong with you. And when in reality, I'm in looking back, I'm like, man, I should just just not even worried about those people. And just went and engaged with more like-minded people. Because it's not like they're not out there. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <sighs> what you guys got going for the rest of the week? Work tomorrow? Not me. Well, must be nice. Talk about how about you? Tristan? Anybody? Is he gone? Everybody gone? Nah, I, Is it I just us? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm here, man. I'm here. I was, um, I was actually taking a look at something. <laughs> he, um, was ta- he was taking a dump. <laughs> nah, not that. Nah, um, I'm, um, actually at the end of this week, uh, it's you know, my last cousin um, under my mama's family tree. Um, she's graduating, so I'm going to be headed to Toledo, just like I did last year. Um, other than that, um, I don't know if I'm, I'm going to start now, but I'm going to start eventually doing the 10 minutes of running a, a day. Okay. Um, of course, I'm going to, you know, I mean, I'm going to do my normal workout regimen, throw some boxing boxing in there just so I can make things a little interesting. Wow. Um, and that's, you know, as far as I know, that's pretty much it. Nothing too exciting outside of that. Um, unless you know, unless if um, anything comes up, but you know, just normal forty-plus-year-old living. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> I'm going to hang it up for today, gentlemen. Are you I'm, done? Yeah, I'm done, man. My wife had are, to are, a little bit early. My wife are you on a time room. schedule? Because I, yes, I had yes, a couple. Man, I had a couple questions. I was figured if we, uh, if What's it got what? lame. Well, no. Uh, but I don't want to. I don't want to drag you on too late either. Well, no. You, you know? can ask me the questions now. I'm interested. What you got? All right, they're they're retarded. I wrote them. I wrote some of them last night. Uh, right. Some of them I wrote today. Uh, right. Okay, I I'm just asking you, but we can ask you know Tristan everybody. Right. What's up? Do you believe in ghosts? Yes. 
I believe I that do I don't too. know. Huh? You believe that you I don't? Believe that I, no, I believe that I don't know. That it's Oh, uh, okay. I believe that I it's, believe it's in the realm of possibility. Were you saying, Tristan? Yeah, I think they believe. I mean, I believe in ghosts. Okay. You wait. Have you? Has anybody seen a ghost? I have not. No. All right. All right. We can move on. We can move on because I honestly I concur. I I don't know nothing. I'm agnostic, man. I'm big time. Across the board, I'm an agnostic motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? All right, but all right. so we, I, okay, we can agree on that. Next question. We'll go. I'm gonna do hot topics. You know, Bing, Bing, Bing. Uh, the next one is: Do you believe in aliens? Yes. Also. <laughs> like okay, Tristan. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. What Fair if, enough. Hey, what? What if I'm an alien? You could be. <laughs> what if we're all aliens? Here's the thing. This is where my okay, my opinion comes in. I don't think there are aliens. Okay. I think the aliens that we see are time traveler humans visiting us. I think we're. The I think they're humans. I think they're time travelers. Have you ever seen the movie Lunopolis? No. Go check it out. Lu- Lunopolis, like lunar? Lu- so here, so there's this movie called Lunopolis. Me and Darius went out drinking one day. Man, okay, hold on. Should I look this up on what, Netflix? or I got my Netflix. computer. Me and, me and oh, okay. Darius yeah, just yeah. decided to watch this random movie, and it was great. Long story short, uh, it's like time travel, but the same premise. I actually interviewed the guy and went to his house. Like, this is almost seven or eight years ago. Matt Avant. We still talk. Really cool guy. But it's one of my favorite time-traveling movies of all time. Definitely check it out. Same premise that you're talking about. You well, I, well, how do you spell it? I, I just wrote L-U-N-O-P-O-Lunopolis, like well, lunar. Lunopolis. I didn't get it nothing not on that. On, it might not. It might no longer be L U N O Polis. Yeah, yeah, that's what I wrote. It's, yeah, it's not. Uh, on, let me look it up just on a, a a search. Anyway, okay, let's go to the next question. All right. Uh, well, I mean, this kind of is. Do you think? Do is there any uh, idea in your head? Do you think we might be living in a, a simulation theory? Are we even humans? Possible. <laughs> I agree. I totally agree. It's a lot, like, Terrell? You don't know. Repeat that. Are we even humans? Are we potentially just living in a simulation theory? Well... Who, who named us humans? Like, who are we to call ourselves human? Yeah, I mean, no, I mean that's who created. That's a good point. I, mean, I don't you, know. You, you see what I mean? Like, I mean, when you think, I mean, think about it like this. I mean, the very thing that we call time isn't even something that technically exists. It's just some a fabric of our. Something I, that we created. 
You know what I'm saying? I okay. totally agree. I don't. I don't know. That's why I inter. Personally, that's you know, why you, I entertain these you know ideas. What? You know what? You just said it. You know what? You just said it, and then that's exactly it. You don't know. I don't either. <laughs> when was All right. Cre- when was time created? Man, I want to. I want to give credit to the Aztecs, dog. That calendar of theirs is pimp. Right. Like, if if, if any uh, culture in the past, uh, you know, historically, dog Aztecs really killed it. <laughs> what's, your, what's your next question? Okay, my last question. And it's lame. It's I mean, it's not lame, but it's it's less uh, ethereal, you know. Uh, it was actually just a specific question about you, Donaldson. About yeah, I'd like to know more about uh, like when you started training jujitsu, Muay Thai. That was about two. Years and like ago. how and why you got into it, you know. So that was about two years ago, and I just started really just working out. And it was, it was one of those things, it was a fear of mine, right? I always, like, once again, the desire was always inside of me to box, to want to fight, all those type of things. Man, but isn't I, it I, fun? It's, it's amazing. But I let everybody else tell me what I was, so I never explored it. And it's not until you, like, actually try it that you realize that nobody starts out learning how to fight. You don't know how to fight out the womb. You have to develop it. It's a skill. Yeah. It's like a skill like any other. And you're gonna start shitty. Even it's just it was really interesting seeing all these guys in there, big, tough, crazy looking tattoo guys that would throw the most horrible looking punches. Uh that if you were like to see these people in the street, you would just assume that they're crazy with the hands, and in reality it's not. But on the flip side, man, there's some guys in there that look like the nerdiest push over yeah they call them the uh they call them uh uh there's a name for them they're they're like nerd assassins man they'll fucking take your head no off. no they look like nerds but they're fucking they'll kill you they're killers they're killers yeah they're like legit animals in there like you like you just think you're about to roll with this guy or put some he, he takes your head off it's really scary but it makes you respect people more because you don't, yeah. what, you don't know what you don't know, and you can, you think that you're just gonna talk to somebody any old type of way, and it's gonna end up poorly for you, no matter how badass you think you are. So it definitely changes the way that you view the world. No wait, do you? Oh, do you totally. Jiu-jitsu? Well, what what's you, up? Do, I said, do you do jujitsu or boxing? No, or- I don't do shit, dude. When I was young, I did taekwondo. And, okay. uh, dude, but then, you know, growing up in A-Leaf, I got in a couple fights mm-hmm. in, in fucking jail style. You get in some bunch of fights and then you mm-hmm. get out and then I went to college and then you get in a bunch of fights on 6th Street. Like, mm-hmm. I actually, I developed or rather, uh, became used to the idea and, and it was fun it's so much fun, or rather, it was, you know, to fight people. I get when a kick you, out of it. When did that, I used when did to that, get a kick out of it. When did that change? Do you still feel that way? No, I. 
No, no, no. That that disappeared probably. Uh, I don't know. Six years ago, uh, seven years ago, when I was in LA, I, I fought a couple couple people a few enough times enough that like, and I got older, and it's like this ain't good. I'm gonna eventually somebody's gonna end up dying, right? And I don't want to be the guy that has to go to jail because oh, I knocked the guy out, or I don't want to be the guy that knocked out, got knocked out, and died. Accidentally, over, over nothing. Yeah, yeah. Because sometimes, dude, the wrong fist to the wrong head will kill a person very easily. Oh, and that's the thing in working. In you know, it's field. like the idea that the idea that it's so, uh, you know, it's not worth it. Is all no. I'm saying. No, it ain't it, worth it. Oh, it nine times out of ten, unless you're like in a protective state. It's not worth it. It's not worth no. it. Walking away. And, and no, that's when I gave it all up. That's when I gave all uh, I gave all uh, the fun fighting for fun. I gave it up, dude. Like probably I was like 26 probably gave it up 10 years ago or something, whatever, you know? That's good. But back in the but day Back in the day, though, I used to love, like, you want to talk shit, and you say, oh, let's fight. All right, let's, I'll take off my shirt. I'll fight you right now in the street. Dang. I, like, it didn't scare me. The idea, mm-hmm. That's one big thing, too. A lot of people don't even know. Like, people, a lot of people aren't even used to, like, oh, you can just fight? You know, a lot of people won't even do it. Yeah, not that, and that's the funny part, right? By the time that you're ready to escalate, and that's why I didn't get into a lot of fights, because, because I was so mild-mannered, by the time I was like, you know what, fuck it, let's do it. They were always shocked. They're like, what? Yeah, yeah, fuck it, let's fight. They, then they're like, well, I don't really want to fight you. I'm like, well, then why were you sitting here talking all this shit to me? Mm-hmm. People are just People are just very odd. I think I, I to me a lot of that shit went away when I was like mid twenties, and then after that I was like, you know what, it ain't even worth it, dude. Because now I'm just actually assaulting people, right? You know, it ain't like I'm a cool, fun guy fighting anymore. I'm just a fucking uh, angry, uh, angry, assaultive guy. Yeah. And then you know, and like nobody, nobody, nobody has room for that in their life. Nobody uh, normal. No, right. Most most normal people distance themselves from people like that. Yeah, and I had to give it up. Yeah, I used to love it though, and and the thing is, the only reason I ever loved it is because I got into it, and I just said, Mm -hmm. "Fuck it." <laughs> yeah, it just died wholesale into it. But guys, I am about to hang it up. My wife is going for her evening walk. I will be back this Sunday, same time, 6 p.m. I will be having an amazing individual on, uh, Mr. Chris Bishop with Transformation Nation. We're going to wax poetic, and I will spend the rest of the week trying to figure out what I'm going to talk about. But thank you guys so much. Uh, this was, uh, thank you. This was fun. Thank this you, Doc. Fun, usual. Thanks I'll for having me. guys later. Anytime. Hell Tristan, yeah. I'll holler at you, man. Hassan, Tagba, thank you all, man. I'll holler at you next week. Tristan, Sunday. What? that's what's up. Yeah. I'll oh, crap.
<laughs> I forgot I was off mute. Ah. Please.